Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Gemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Ten Backward Podcast, a Star Trek podcast based here in the UK, featuring myself, Will Turland. Uh, this lady sat to the right of me, Gemma Turland. Hello. A man over the internet, Rick Everson. Hello. And another man over the internet, Rick Palmer. Greetings. So for our hundredth episode, we recorded a whole bunch of interviews with other Star Trek podcasters to really drill down into why people like to talk about Star Trek so much. And we recorded so much content, in fact, we couldn't cram it all into a 100th episode because um, that that would have been unwieldy. <laughs> so we thought it'd be great to put some of these interviews out in, in full um, so that you can hear them. In full, full, like I said. Yes. <laughs> so this is the this is the interview that we did with Jim Morehouse of Trek Ranks, and it's it's good. It's a cracker. Yeah. Enjoy. That's great. My name is Jim Morehouse, and I uh, host the Trek Ranks podcast. And Trek Ranks is really a show that's just all about the reasons we love Star Trek, and that's. Definitely why I started it and created it. I, I have a website called trekranks.com, and I started that just to kind of have a place to put down my favorites and lists and things. And then I realized, ah, this is actually make a pretty good podcast to uh, just kind of come up with topics and, and make it all about – we don't have any negative lists, so it's all about only the reasons we love Star Trek. I'm not interested in nitpicking or, uh, or bottom fives or anything like that. I just want to – to have people on and we talk about the thing we love. What is it? How, how long has, um, has Trek Ranks been going for? That's a good question. It's funny because you guys are doing your 100th episode and I'm about to do mine as well at the end of the year here in 2020. So it's been about uh, three and a half years, almost four, four years of Trek Ranks podcast and yeah, approaching episode 100. What is it? What do you think it is about Star Trek that makes it such a compelling thing to talk about? Because we said there are a lot, there are a lot of Star Trek podcasts out there, and th- there's a, some real enthusiasm for for talking about Star Trek. Yeah, I, I always I think of Star Trek as a modern day mythology in terms of of uh, the scope of the storytelling. So. The thing, the thing that has always drawn me to the narrative is not so much the canon, because that can be a, a polarizing topic, but I love the continuity and the consistency and the way that they've been able to weave a story from day one in 1966 all the way to today that has a cohesive thread all the way through it, both, both in terms of themes and... Uh, and the things that are happening in the story, and then also the the visuals, and that that's the thing for me that's always attracted me to Trek. Obviously, there's the other part too, the the morality plays and what it says about uh, the future of of the world and humans, and it's a real positive storytelling mechanism. But the, but that part, I, of course, I love. But the thing that makes it 
go to the next level for me is that consistent storytelling. And actually, I'll give you one good example. I've, I've said this before on my show, but if if in 1964 or 65, when Gene Roddenberry was creating this, the initial thing was, oh, Spock's a Martian, right? If if he had kept Spock as a Martian, I'm telling you, Star Trek wouldn't be where it is today because it would have it would have not had that dose of reality and continuity and consistency with what we're doing and the way uh, the rest of the 50 years has been. Because then right away from the very first, you know, first story, you'd be like, okay, well, this can't be real. This isn't real. There's nothing uh, aspirational about it. And the fact that they changed it to Vulcan and then they just created all these narrative threads that just continue to feed off each other, it's kind of incredible. So that's one of the examples I like to give. How did you decide on the format of your podcast, Jim? Okay, this is a good question. And and, and I, my main reason was because I, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and I was listening to podcasts. But I, I got to tell you, I get when people start getting uh, snarky. I love snark. I can be as snarky as anybody. <laughs> but when they get snarky without any end game or it's just kind of mean – or it sounds like I know you obviously like the show because you're doing a podcast about it, but it doesn't sound like it when I hear you talk about it. <laughs> and that kind of thing just turned me off. And I just I was really I was having trouble finding a podcast that was accentuating the positive things. I mean, I would literally listen to shows and think, well, what do you like about the show? Because it doesn't sound like you like anything about it. So that's what drove me to try to create a space where literally every and it can I, listen if someone said i you know i like your show but it gets a little old i'd be like i totally get that i understand <laughs> because i just want to create a space where every show is kind of timeless and you can listen to the things that you love about trek and you don't need to worry about agreeing or disagreeing just be like oh that i see why that person loves that it may not be my favorite thing but i understand why he likes it or why she likes it or why they like it so hmm. when you when you started did you did you have an idea of the first episode already uh, or you know it's funny I, I i did i wanted to come up with uh some deep dive topics and then i also wanted to do a sh- uh obviously, you know, standard topics and things that you would assume would be on the top five list. Like, so my first episode or episode zero was, um, our top five, uh, Kirk episodes, but you know, within the first five episodes, we were doing our top five food moments. So <laughs> just come up with anything you want to talk about in terms of food that you've seen on Star Trek and pick five moments. And I always, I always add this too in the show that it's not about the ranks. Uh, nobody cares. The, the ranks is just an excuse to pick five things that you love about Star Trek and you want to talk about. Do you, do you ever feel like you're going to run out of things? Um, <laughs> to talk about? Uh, no, no. I've got, so I've got a long list and I love it because I have a lot of good interaction on Twitter um, with people suggesting ideas. So I've got a long list of, it's probably, it's probably legitimately legitimate ideas, two to 300 deep, but it's probably got 500 on it overall in terms of 
so, some ideas. And some ideas I I get or I think of, and after thinking about it for a while, I realize ah, that doesn't really. It's not going to work for a show. Like we were going to do like zap, you know, quick one liners or uh, uh, funny, s- s- kind of snarky one liners, and it just didn't really translate to it to a good topic. But we, I will never run out of topics. That's for sure. <laughs> that's that's funny i think we're we're the same and um, we we always have just loads of sort of ideas on the back burner that we've not got around to and then even even we'll do an episode and then we'll think do you know what we could do this exact same topic again and yeah. pick <laughs> well, and that's, that's i love that you said that because we did we did one redo of a topic so far in 90 in 100 episodes <clears throat> sorry it's the uh it was we decided on episode 80 which was the the kind of episode that passed the total number of tos episodes on in tng they called that episode legacy so i said i want to do a special topic for that one so we redid our very first topic which was top five comfort food episodes we just pick five episodes that you can just watch over and over again and give you a lot of comfort I, I suppose that's one of the one of the real big advantages of the way you do Trek Ranks in that you have um, different guests on each each episode. So um, what, what you pick as a topic one time, you can do three months later and have two completely different people on. Uh, so you'll get completely different lists over again. Yeah, um, great point. What's uh, what what kind of inspired that? Thought as the format of having of getting through so, uh, such a huge amount of different guests rather than sort of as opposed to sort of gathering in a couple of um, sort of couple of people, you just did the same episode. You did the episodes with those same people all the time. Yeah. Good question. I, I, I wanted to just have a real variety of, I've met a lot of people online through my uh, other Twitter handle uh, at enterprise extra. And I just felt like it would be a great avenue to talk to some of these Trekkies and, and friends that I'd made online and have a variety of opinions and uh, different perspectives from people that come from, you know, all different corners of the world and all, uh, all different uh, walks of life. So that that's been, it's been really important for me to make sure I track and that, you know, we we're really representative uh, <laughs> in terms of the people that are on the show. And we did, you know, we did our, my favorite series that we do is our top five scenes and we've done in a Jeffrey's tube on a shuttlecraft, um, in a cave. We did. <laughs> we've done top five scenes in like seven or eight places, and we did recently top five scenes on Earth, which is a really cool topic when you start thinking about all the time Star Trek has stuff happen on Earth. And for that one, we did. We had an extra number of guests. We had five guests from five different countries on and it was really cool to kind of kind of have the whole uh the time zones from all over the earth uh represented i had to record my session at 4 a.m for that so i i took the bullet on that one so (laughs) wow (laughs) has your appreciation of star trek and your the way you're a fan of it has it changed in with doing the podcast Hmm, that's a good question too. And I'm going to say no. I just, I'm, I mean, I'm a pretty open book when it comes to Star Trek. I love it all. I love the, I just love the show. It's just, it's all about the show for me. Um, and of course, in the films, but I, yeah, it really hasn't. I've always been super positive about Trek. I'm 
I'm I'm the kind of I I sometimes uh, call myself the uh, the Star Trek apologist because you know you could slap a logo on the side of a trash can and I'd be like that's the coolest thing ever <laughs> look at that how awesome so <laughs> that's this is kind of my mo so no it hasn't really changed from doing it I mean I've been able to meet a lot of people and I have a lot of fun doing it and it gives me a better avenue but I would be having these same thoughts and conversations with with uh, my IRL friends and and myself and my cats. <laughs> yeah, cool. I think the um, I think a podcast is kind of a great medium um, for this sort of thing. I really enjoy this, this sort of this kind of creativity of it. And um, what what do you what do you think are the real positives about podcasting as a as a medium? That's uh, a yeah, I, I, I feel that way too. In terms of the, I love the creative side of it, and I've never really done anything like this. The first time I did it was with creating the website trekranks.com. I was like, ah, maybe I'll just see if I can kind of put one together. And it's nothing special. It looks like it's straight out of two thousand two. So, but but I, you know, I had fun creating it. And then when the idea for the podcast came up uh, with the the tricorder transmissions network. I was like, I don't think I have time to edit and figure this all out. But then I just did it. You know, I just started it and I just took me a while, you know, it took me three times as long to edit when I started as it does now. But I just watched a couple of tutorials, learned how to edit. And then eventually I kind of got hooked on oh, adding sound bites and dropping in music and things like that. And it's just been a fun creative outlet. And I do think it's it's a great way, uh, it's just a great communication device for people to connect. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I think it's amazing what you can do on a like a really low budget with the podcast as well. You know, you don't you don't have to have a lot of equipment to to make it work. Yep, great point. It's super. Uh, it's just super DIY. Do you do you have like I'm. I'm assuming that you love all track. <laughs> you had, do you have like a favorite series and, and or favorite episode? Well, my favorite all time series is deep space nine. And it, it's, it's just so good. So that's pretty well documented. I'll, I'll say this. I do love all Trek. Uh, I, I, on Trek ranks, I never really talk about the animated series not being my favorite because I have lots of reasons. Because again, we only talk about the things we love, so I don't try to highlight that. But we're not on Trek Ranks right now, <laughs> <laughs> so I can tell you that the animated series is not my favorite because I it just it was just a little too uh, it was a little too uh, made for kids and just nonsensical, and I just it was kind of sloppy and the, the animation's horrible, and I don't find it kitschy or clever or fun. I just find it bad. <laughs> Having said that, um, I do – I love all Trek, and I think – you know, I, I've got a list of favorite episodes. I'll just do all the favorite episodes for each series because that's what I do. TOS is Devil in the Dark. For TNG, my favorite episodes are Redemption. I just love the Klingon arc uh, and that two-part episode. To me, just huge world building that kind of changed the game for Trek. For Deep Space Nine, my favorite episode is Past Tense, another two-parter. 
For Voyager, my favorite episode is Blink of an Eye. It's a lot of people pick, I think. Mm. For Enterprise, my favorite episode is The Forge, and not because I had the good fortune of being uh, appearing in that arc as an extra, <laughs> but The Forge is just that good. It's my favorite episode. I was in the second episode, Awakening. And then for Discovery, I, Context is for Kings is my favorite. I just love the way they set up the series with Black Alert and all the mysteries. For Picard, it is definitely Nepenthe. Mm-hmm. For Lower Decks, I cannot believe I'm going to say this because if you had told me I was going to pick an episode called Moist Vessel as my favorite, <laughs> I said there's no chance that's going to happen, but I love that episode. So so smart, so Star Trek, and so funny and clever. And Short Trek's my favorite on any given day is either The Escape Artist or Calypso. I usually pick The Escape Artist, but I also just love Calypso. <clears throat> and that's it. That's all the series. Oh, my favorite movie is uh, The Voyage Home. So there you go. I just rattled them all off because that's what I do. Could you just remind which uh, moist vessel? Because um... it's the one. It's like it's the fourth episode of the season, and it's one where the replacement captain comes on board. Yeah, and, yep. and and Mariner's trying to kind of play down her abilities, and there's just so much good stuff happening in that episode. I, I uh, yeah. I oh, it's the and it's the Ascension guy, the Koala Ascension. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. With the with the more recent series, I've not quite mastered the episode titles to the events. Yeah, yet. Uh, I know um, it's uh, it's a it, it's a work of art for all of us Trekkies to try to do that. So. And obviously, we're in the UK and we haven't seen Lower Decks. So. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. That's We've so definitely funny. not seen it because there's no no legal way we could have. And no, we've not seen it at all. No, no, sorry. There's <laughs> if uh, it's one thing to to quote unquote watch something illegally when there's options to watch it legally mm-hmm. but when they don't give you an option then you don't need to apologize for <laughs> watching something illegally that is that's a, that's a rule yeah i mean i shall be watching it by all available methods when it when those methods become available so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you have to follow the spirit of kind of good Starfleet engineers and uh, and and find a way to make it work. <laughs> exactly, and we did do our top five series engineers on like episode forty or something. <laughs> We've done it all, uh, and good pick on redemption is TNG's hundredth episode. So poetically fitting. Um, Love it. Yep, that's right. I some. Um, I was having this is a this is a question slightly off topic, but I was having a conversation with my wife yesterday um, in in regards to my podcasting, and um, she was feeling how she's not been very supportive because she's not really listened to an episode. She's not a Trek fan. I don't think I don't think it'd be particularly relevant to her interests. But fair, to be fair to her, she does she has um, she has watched this series of Discovery, the previous series, and Picard with me. Um, yeah. I'm just so I was just so I'm wondering how um, have you found podcasting like to, at four a.m. in the morning and the various demands of setting all the things up? Is is your wife supportive of that? Is she interested? Is she, she listened? We- it sounds exactly like yours. So yeah. super super supportive of doing it, and we have a you know we have a, a 
a pretty small place. So whenever, but we're, and we're both working at home the last eight months. So, you know, we just kind of move around to different rooms, uh, to, to record and just make sure everybody kind of knows the schedule, but yeah, super supportive doesn't listen because it would not really, uh, make any sense based on her Trek knowledge, but she's also, uh, a fan of genre stuff and, and watches it with me. just not in the, not in the same uh, realm of my, uh, Trek fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, probably will wins cause his wife joined the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. haven't listened to a single podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. No. <laughs> That's you know, I got. I got this idea, Gemma. You should listen to Trek Ranks. <laughs> might give it a go. <laughs> yeah, I think listen, you- listen to the ones with Rick on them. Rick was has been on two or two or three times. Yeah, <laughs> um, best Cisco moments and um, most underrated characters. Or underappreciated characters. Oh, underappreciated. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a great topic. Great topic. So no Riker moments. That surprised me. We haven't done Riker yet. We haven't done any... uh, We've done... uh, We've done T'Pol and Kira, but we... uh, So I'm thinking of first officers that we've done, but we haven't done Mm -hmm. Riker yet. Oh, yeah. A top five Riker moments would just be me being way overexcited and going crazy for about an hour and a half. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll remember to, to keep you on the, on the radar for that one. <laughs> um, it's a, another a question I was asking yesterday um, to one of our other uh, interviewees. Uh, and it's kind of a tricky one for you because you've had such a big involvement in the fandom. You've, you know, previous to doing a podcast, you were you were a flipping extra on Star Trek. So it's kind of, I don't know, maybe it'd be hard to top some of that, but in terms of doing the podcast, what's like the, what's the best thing that it's led to happening? Because uh, we, we, I think we're probably going to discuss that we've done things like last year at, at Destination Star Trek, we did 10 Backwards as a panel on stage, and that was an amazing kind of thing. So sort of anything Trek Ranks has led you to oh, do that's, that's right. I remember seeing that, that you guys got to do that. That is so cool. Um, I would say, I mean, it hasn't led to, I mean, the things that it's led to for me are the connections with, with different fans and just being able to, uh, to communicate and, and just kind of forge friendships a little bit. I mean, the, the best, the biggest guest that we had on, it's tough for me to try to have Star Trek people on the show because they don't, they're not going to have the, the knowledge, the kind of the minimum knowledge that you need to, to talk about titles and the, and the kind of deep dives that we do sometimes. But I remember I was reading that Dominic Burgess who played Mr. Vup in the great Picard episode, Nepenthe, the, uh, the reptiloid uh, uh, bouncer and henchman, I remember reading that you know, he's from England, uh, that he was a big Star Trek fan. So I and I knew he had followed me on Twitter and I had followed him. So I just sent him a DM and said, hey, would you ever want to do this show? And he was like, absolutely, let's do it. So uh, that was cool having someone like that who had played such a big part in the series be on the show because he had the knowledge to kind of back it up. Mm-hmm. And that episode we did for him was uh, – Top five cliffhangers, which was a cool topic. Yeah, I remember that one. I was a bit blown away. I was like, you've got someone who was acting on Picard. 
<laughs> and he loved Voyager. He had a lot of good Voyager picks. Yeah, I mean, as, as, as you say, you kind of with the actors, they're not going to have that in depth. But he he knew his stuff, as I recall. It was uh... yep, for sure. Hmm. Uh, Voyager was great for cliffhangers. That 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 was sort of at the time when when cliffhangers had really become a thing in Star Trek, hadn't they? Yep. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, Voyager pulled out some brilliant ones. No, they did a they did a really good job with that. I tell you, my big uh, the one I would love to get on is Mike McMahon because he clearly he's the showrunner for Lower Decks. He clearly knows his Trek. If I could ever get him on, that would be amazing to hear some of his picks. <coughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm interested with with um, be always being positive about Star Trek, Jim. Yeah. Have you ever found a way to do a Trek ranks where you're still being positive, but you're but you are able to sort of, for example, like poking fun? Can you can you do of that course. with? Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I'm. I mean, I, I, there's two prongs to this uh, answer. The, of course, we're still having fun, and everyone, you know, and there are times when someone will pick up, and then people will be like, oh, "Okay, well, that's not like the most popular episode," or. People make fun of that episode. Why do you like it? You know, like Sub Rosa or something like that. So there's lots of, I mean, listen, we're still having fun and can still have a laugh at some of the sillier things or, mm. uh, or, or bad acting, but whatever it is, it's, but it's a difference in kind of tone and, and angles. Uh, it's, it's a nuance that, uh, that we, that we target and that we achieve. Now, having said that, we had this really big problem on episode forty-seven. I don't know what happened, but if you if you listen to it, there was a uh, interruption from the Terran Empire, and the episode <laughs> was about all the things. It was the top five things that we just can't get over. So it was basically like three or four guests just nitpicking and complaining about the five things about Star Trek that drive them crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible. I do not listen to that episode. I don't want anybody to listen to it. There was a, a Terran interruption that came in. That's episode 47 of Trek Rants. And I got to say, it's hilarious. Yeah, we haven't had a, we haven't had a Terran Empire interruption on our podcast yet. I, I, I wonder what that would... It might not sound that different. <laughs> yeah, we, it, was, it was basically... It was Terran Trek Ranks is what it was. So. <laughs> So if I think of that, if that happened to us, we'd all be quite sensible and stay on topic for a full episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be the alternate version. Of, yeah, no deviation. <laughs> I mean, there are some funny, funny, pedantic things that we nitpicked. It was so good. <laughs> it's really, really good. Ooh. Okay, thank well, you for, uh, for joining us. Um, where can people find you on the on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at enterprise extra or at trek ranks or trekranks.com and yeah give us a listen if you've never listened but uh we have a lot of fun a lot of different topics and we love hearing hearing your lists at trek ranks do you realize how incredible this is <laughs> tradition. you ever noticed that bum what that bum oh no i will say i will say fewer things fewer things okay enough of this self-indulgence thank you so much for listening to our podcast if you want to get in touch with us our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk you can reach us on the twitters at at 10 backward 
10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash loweredexradio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or we're on various third-party apps. And if you could leave us a review on any of those, that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should... Rephrase that. Ten backward. Ten backward.